been pondering politics this week, then you've come to the right podcast, because this is Pottering Politics. What are we pottering this week? Why the Harry and Meghan thing actually matters. Why is Labour just so darn unlikable? Should there be a second Scottish referendum? And should Big Ben Bong for Brexit? That's fun to say. Say it with me. <laughs> Big Ben Bong. So Boris said something this morning. Yeah. I know that's last, but yeah. I just have to say that he's yeah. very impressed with what he said. He said, right, here we go. But, oh, God, I forgot what he said. This is a great story. <laughs> this is a great You'd story. You'd be surprised how many of Andrew's stories start like that. <laughs> Oh, he's giving me a laughing fit. Uh, he said, bog a bung for Big Ben's bong, or something resembling that. No, he did. He did. Sounds like he's supposed to be racist. Yeah, he's saying chip a quid in. Okay. Because he's saying, basically, he can't afford... And we, we're doing this one now. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, just do it, do it now. Yeah. Fine. Okay, so should Big Ben chime for Brexit? Well, uh, he, I like the way he's sidestepped this one by saying, sure, if you crowdfund it. Yeah. So, I mean, 500... I mean, I voted Brexit. Do I want... My big Ben bong, big Ben bong, bung bung a bob. Oh, that's it, bung a bob for big Ben's bong. That's what he said. <laughs> I got it. It only took me ten minutes of, of the podcast. Okay. Anyway, that's all for this week. Bye. No, yeah. um, so five hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, because they've got to find the, the, the clapper, clapper, which they've lost the clapper. Marriage. Yeah, there's lots of jokes about that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then they have to build a platform because they've taken away the platform that why people can't, Why walk can't on. they just get a big speaker? Well, that's what they're going to do. That's what they've proposed. Just play a bong. They're going to get one cost five hundred pounds. They're going to hook a state of the art. One of the proposals. One of my mates has got one of those like mobile DJ things. Yeah, yeah. he'll do it for ten. Bit of sellotape on the side of the big yeah, van. Just take him up there. Drive his, drive his little van up there. <laughs> or we could. But seriously, there must be a cheaper way than five hundred pounds. There must be. But he's he said like you've just uh, alluded to that everyone can do a crowdfunding <laughs> if they I want. I think that's the best way to do it if they are going to do it because it takes away the politics of it it's like if it's if it's funded by brexiteers and brexiteers want it then they can market that way and if, yeah. they, if they can't then they won't and they don't i haven't seen a lot of reaction to this so i'm not but surely no one will go no i want five hundred thousand pounds to be spent on big ben so you can be as happy as you like which is which is your entitlement but five hundred thousand pounds to hear big ben go i just think it's so much gloating as well like it, it it's making out like it's a national celebration and Yes, it's a big national change, but the country's still divided over this. This is, um, this is. I think it. I think <laughs> I like a good gloat every now and then. So oh. I, I know I, I, I agree that you know it's divided. Let's be honourable in victory and defeat, and not gracious, gracious, yeah, and honourable. But, but it seems like the the the, the stone cold opposite of, of like because every Romanian that's walking past that will be very irritated. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Yeah, the more passionate you are, the more you probably feel about it. But personally, I'm not the most passionate Brexit supporter. But if, if someone said, do you want us to spend 500000 I mean, there's a lot more better things to spend. It's very localised as well. Like, like you're only going to hear it if you're in London, near Big Ben, at that time. Yeah. Probably outside. I mean, yeah, it'll probably be picked up in the news broadcast, but that's not really got the same effect, has it? Well, I don't know. This, it's, it's, it feels like a very Marx Francois thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a very kind of like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to get uppity about something, so I want to get uppity. I think it's, it's. It, I'm not sure. Someone started this. It could have been Farage actually saying that. Oh, you know, on Brexit Day, the bells are ringing out from Big Ben and all Earth, the hard England's <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. planes, yeah. planes will go over. The Queen will come out and to give a big speech. Well, they could do that. That would probably cost less than. Or, or well, no, it would probably cost the same amount. Actually. I was mm. going to say they could have the Red Arrows fly over. That probably cost five hundred thousand pounds. Exactly. As well. So I, I think just. If it's up to me, if everyone wants to chip in, by all means do it, and then give it, give, give the money to government. I think it's a very clever sidestep, and and, and, and it's part, it's one of those things that technology actually enables us to do now that we couldn't have done ten years ago. That now they can just put a crowdfunding crowdfunding yeah. website and 
basically let the public either do it or not do it. Do you think you'll get any stick for this article? No, I don't. Stick because, for the stick? There's lots no, of <laughs> I, I don't, because I think if you're a Brexiteer and you want Big Ben to chime, you can fund it yourself. Yeah, I agree. And you can make it. You can make it happen. Yeah. And if you don't want it, then you can feel so. Well, it's okay. There, it's nothing to do. I think if you come out and go, yes, we're going to do it. He's setting himself up as the, um, the big bad, the bad guy in this situation. Yeah. Where I mean, actually- Labour will be all over him. Mm. Saying if they found out how much it costs, yeah. which is probably not hard, to to just go, you're wasting five hundred pounds. You know, yeah, it's, well, but, yeah it's just an easy thing to go and go with. Um, Are you going to ship him? <laughs> Want to get rid of Mark Francois? Yeah. <laughs> so if they, if they hit the bell with him, <laughs> they, they don't need they don't need the clapper then, do they? Don't need the clapper. Right. Why is Labour so unlikable? This is one you wanted to talk about. So I watched. Are we, are uh, we talking Labour as a whole here? No, we're not. Okay. Well, it just it seems to me, and this is going to be controversial. Mm. So hey, anything to drum up some sort of comment section on our podcast. Wink, nudge. Um, it's just every time I, I see someone on the what well, did get nudged. Uh, Every time I see someone who could be identified as being far left right. and cards on the table, Labour member now, yeah. Labour, Labour voter, voted Labour more times than any other party in my life. Mm. The only other party I've ever voted for is Liberal Democrats. Mm. I'm being completely transparent. So unlikable. Oh, my God. So the... the, the, the uh, so you've joined a party of unlikable. <clears throat> unlikable. Yeah, because I agree that... The Tories need to be controlled, and you need a good opposition to do that. Because yeah. we've seen if you know what happens if you have a completely, even with a small majority, never yeah. mind a large majority. So, the example was is that there was um, politics live, and there was a, a, a representation he used to be a top advisor for Jeremy Corbyn. I can't recall his name, and someone said about he, how Jeremy Corbyn is now better going back to what he's good at, uh, protesting against Iran mm. and, and the war in Iran. And he just, oh, good, we agree. There's like. He's completely speaking over his, his, the people on the panel, saying, oh, good, we will agree that uh, he, he's right then. We will agree war's bad, and that's it. And he's just coming across as so unlikable. Hmm. This is a party that's just lost spectacularly. So why not? Spectacularly. <laughs> Thank you for highlighting that. Um, it's just why not try to be more likable? I don't understand. Humble. 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 But, I mean, I don't know the guy you're referring to, but, like, if you, there are many kind of criticisms you could throw at Corbyn's style of leadership, but one of the big ones that came back was this this refusal to change their minds, this mm. this adamantness that they'd handled everything perfectly, always right. So it sounds like that advisor is is still channeling that that kind still, of work. Yeah, they, they asked him, you know, what was the reason? Was it Corbyn? No, no, no Corbyn was the right man. Was the message? No, the socialist messages. It's like, so why did you lose? Oh, it was but, something but, else. But isn't the far? Aren't there individuals on the right who are equally unlikable? Like we, were having, we were having a little Ian Duncan Smith rant last oh, week. Ian Duncan Smith, Jacob Rees-Mogg. I, I can't stand those people either. But but Jacob Rees-Mogg is polite. Yeah, he's politely horrible. Yeah, I, I agree with that. most of the things he says. I disagree with. But there, there is especially now the focus is on Labour and especially with the the leadership election. I mean, and Jeremy Corbyn since his defeat has I'm said the other day to, to some friends at work. I'm actually happy he didn't get in. Because of the way he's handled the Iran thing, we've seen it with the Russia thing, yeah. and the people uh, were poisoned in, in London, and he refused to condemn Russia no matter how much proof this yeah. was happening. And now he condemned the attack on Iran, wouldn't condemn any actions by Iran and uh, in retaliation when they attacked the US military bases, but then after it was revealed that Iran did accidentally shoot down a Ukraine aircraft, yeah. he tweeted out on the same day that news came out, Condolences to all the people who lost their lives in that crash. It's really not condemning any actions or saying anything about Iran again. How 
It's like he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> it is. It's like, how can I wind everyone up today? Just, I mean, call it as it is. America do terrible things sometimes. UK does terrible things sometimes. Guess what? Iran does terrible things sometimes. That's the way it is. Just call out. Whenever someone does a complete douchey, douchey thing, huh. say it. That's douchey. Don't do that. <laughs> that and that's Andrew's rant. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good rant. What would be the solution then? Because, because obviously, what you, what you, the problem with the being unlikable bit is, is electorability, isn't it? You know, it's, mm. it's the fact that actually you, you want a poll. But Boris for <clears> for. Boris is likable. Like whether you you can disagree with his policies, but the one, so many people just said, "Oh, but he's funny." Oh, I like the guy. You know, he has that likable charm, easygoing kind of charm with a set of policies. So, but Labour can't emulate Boris. Like, what would what do they need to do? I know it's just this negative, dreary, nineteen seventies vibe, socialist, miserable. Everyone's bad mm. and you saw um who's the guy that just lost uh pulled out of the election because he didn't have enough support clive lewis clive lewis he's just for the last few days of his campaign it was that everyone's racist brexit was racist lots of people were racist well, the, he, what, he, what he, was he saying like he didn't say he, everyone's racist no he he was kind no he didn't go everyone's racist <laughs> like, are there's you there's that song by um ricky gervais's mate he did a rap on everyone's racist <laughs> um he he was goaded into it he was yeah. he, he was asked about a, 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 a past tweet he said about that Brexit is fundamentally sorry yeah Brexit is fundamentally racist right but he stood by his guns and then extended it going oh well you know you can't deny that most people who voted Brexit are racist and, and and it just went on like that then he said the reason he wasn't getting enough support and it was only the headline I read some of the article yeah. but not all of it so again cards on the table the reason he wasn't getting support is is because of racism it's like that it's just but that's not going to oh. win it's just. Fine, get in power, tackle that, speak up, but you're, you're, you need to get votes. And if people are saying, like, I voted Brexit, and he didn't say not everyone who voted Brexit was racist, but everyone who's racist bre- uh, voted Brexit, which is an argument in itself. Yeah. He just said, oh, yeah, Brexit's racist. It makes me feel like, what? I'm just minding my own business watching telly. I'm not trying to do anything to anyone. I'm sure there's lots of people. Because there, there was a thing the other day about uh, the Oscars. The, the Oscar nominations come out, and there's a thing about the lack of women and the female nomination. And I was watching an interview with the person that's. There's a Tom Hanks movie coming out where he plays uh, this kind of uh, American, like nice old guy type yeah. thing. I can't remember all the details. I can't remember the name of the film. Was this the BAFTA of the or the Oscars? It might have been BAFTA. I'm okay, sorry, cool. it's something. But anyway, she hasn't been nominated for a female direction uh, director, and they're complaining about it and saying, you know, this is, what what do we have to do? Blah 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 blah. I mean, but to me, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem an unreasonable thing for them to say. And if Clive Lewis thinks it is. There is racism behind his lack of nominations. Shouldn't he call it? A, he should. A spade, a spade. He should. A black, a black. <laughs> Risqué. Risqué. Uh, it's just that the... And it, this could be the media. I'm trying to be completely yeah. open-minded. And, you know, they're, again, very white. So it, maybe the media is just picking up on this and feeding me this news that yeah. is going around saying... Everyone's racist, and that's why all the but bad if, things happen. But what if they are? I mean, but, no, I'm, 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 playing, I'm definitely yeah. playing devil's advocate here. But what if he's right? Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he say it? But it, it's it's fundamentally you can't just if if I said something and I'm not going to because that's like Chris. But if I said something that a certain group of people are a certain way because of what they think and it's related to their colour. Wow, you've you've sound so many <laughs> so many fences on certain, the certain, certain. <laughs> I am just on those fences, man. Then I would be branded in a certain way. And so him saying that all the Brexit people, yes, I probably would put money that the majority have got slightly hovering racist views. 
and I'm a Brexit supporter. Right. But to say all of the Brexiteers are racist in such a sweeping statement, or the majority, or that none of the remainers are racist, it's just silly, silly things to say, and it's going to lose your votes. And it lends to that unlikableness. So, you know, the anti-UK, anti-America thing from Corbyn, the, the, the terrorist links, then, you know, you've got every, every black MP on the Labour side have just they've kind of got this reputation of going, everyone's racist. And it's just, I think it, it's a really difficult conversation to have, though, because obviously we're a pair of white guys, and race is one of those issues where I kind of feel I'm not, you know, I think racism is bad. I, I would, I want, I want to help do what yeah, I can, blah, blah, blah. but it's also an issue that I feel I find it very difficult to comment on because I'm also aware that I'm very unlikely to be the victim of it, and I, I don't ever want to kind of. I feel awkward saying things like everything's fine. You know, we've, we've got this oh, law yeah, and this yeah. law, and, and actually, you know, what's Clive talking about? Because actually, I don't know. Whether you know what it's like to be in in his shoes or an ethnic minority shoes, and I I, I just find it a, a, a one of those debates. You, you know when like women are talking about women's issues, and you just kind yes. of feel this is a conversation <laughs> that to which I can bring nothing. And <laughs> oh no, what do I do? <laughs> and I and I want to be supportive. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know what to say. I, I, I can't relate to this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I, it, it races. Racism is the same thing. Like I want I want to be supportive. I think it's terrible. I want to you know all all of those kind of things. I want to, but I also don't really know how to engage with the conversation. But um, as we spoke about last week, if Labour want to get into power, they need to get into power. They can't just do things that... They can't just moan. Gonna, they can't, yeah, they can't, they can't just moan, moan they because can't Boris is there going bung a bob for Big Ben's bong, yeah. and he's going, if you vote Brexit, essentially, and I know it's led by the media, I'm not stupid, yeah. but at the same time, you could just go, well, not everyone, and just like, and then when you're in power, confront it. Because no matter what you say... The facts are that the matter of the facts is there's more right in the UK. There's more rights for everyone. Transgender, a lot of other yeah, countries. Yeah. It's like like you know, if you're gay, you got rights. You got you're transgender, you got rights. Everything's got rights. You're not allowed to treat people differently from what what they believe, as long as it doesn't cause harm to everyone. And how you're born, or you know, how you identify. So to make out like it's the worst it's ever been, it's also me is a little bit also from, as an electoral strategy, like. Um, there's a big exception to my rule that I'm about to give, so I'm, okay, I'm cool. aware of the exception. Is that, but no, elections are normally won, and and support is normally won by by promising a better world rather than moaning about a bad one, as mm. in, as in positive messages rather than negative messages. And so, then the last general election, maybe, and, yeah. And even even if the two things go together, which of course they do, so rather than saying the Tories are doing a terrible job with the NHS, you say. We believe in a better NHS. Or something like, you know, it's to do with the kind of the wordings. And the big exception is Donald Trump, who won an election by just by, by ranting and raging at, at everything, and, and and it was electorally successful. But the, the the general rule is you you look forward to a better world. Yeah, with me, things um, will be better. Look, look look what we can do. And I think one of the problems that Labour has had since the Corbyn is that there are positive positive messages there when they kind of say. Um, uh, you know, sort the NHS and all that kind of thing. But actually, but all of their messages have a hint of negativity. Like, even for the many, not the few, it starts off positive, but actually there's a, there's a criticism in there. It, it's identity politics. It's, yeah. And it, it's it, us against them. Us, yeah. yeah. It's, and, and that's the thing. That's it's it's divisive it's, and it's... Yeah. And, 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 and I, I don't know about the, the, the kind of Clive Lewis thing, but, but so much... But, but when you're... When you're just throwing out insults to lots of other groups, I think it's very hard to kind of believe in that. It's kind of like, yeah, that guy's really, really bitchy and angry. You know, it's yeah. just not, you want someone that kind of goes, this is what I plan to do. Mm. Um, but maybe, maybe. So, yeah, I'm, after everything I've seen in the last couple of weeks, I'm just, I'm, I'm just I just need. Are you regretting joining? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm definitely thinking I'm, I'm, the feeling I'm thinking is, well, that's good. So many good sentences I just said that. I'm grateful. You could finish one of them. That. 
Corbyn didn't get into power hmm. in, in now a couple of weeks after. Yeah. Like, because of the... Th- I mean, if this happened and he was the Prime Minister, the Iran thing, yeah. and fair enough, no war. I don't want a war. I don't want a war. Who wants war? Only a lunatic would want a war. I'm actually reading a... Just to do randomly do the opposite okay, yeah. comment on that, I'm actually reading a book by Andrew Moore at the moment called History of the World, where he, his chapter is called uh, The Case for War, and he argues that war is an awful, awful, horrible thing, but it's also the catalyst for change, progress, and technological um, expansion. No, I, yeah, I, I can see. I've heard that argument before, and I can see where, the, where that's coming from. I, I, I don't know if it applies to the modern world. But, <laughs> but, um, but with, with the current situation, it's like saying that Iran and America did, you know, it could have all went better, but let's mm. not forget who the current baddies in this whole situation there's nothing wrong with saying that, mm. and you still don't want war. I mean, it's just but things things happen, and you have to be realistic about it. And say that everyone else is a war member if you don't actually agree with exactly what you're saying. And condemning someone is not saying that you should blow them up. Just oh, I don't saying you don't like what they've done. Yeah, and, and it's also bizarre as well from the point of view that like I can see why Theresa May was always very cautious about, about condemning Trump because at the end of the day, America is the biggest is a huge huge country mm, yeah. it's an important trading partner it's an important political partner blah, 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 blah. i can see why even if trump was doing things that she disagreed with why she didn't want to come out and be like oh, you know you you fool or, i'm almost said a bad word there. but i can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I, can, I can see why from a political perspective that would be a difficult point to take the, for the U, uk president prime minister to take but iran yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what's yeah. the what's the blowback exactly i mean I mean, even the people protested when when the Iranian people found out that uh, it was announced, and like yeah. against character, they announced accidentally we shot down that plane. Yeah, Sorry. how bad? <laughs> the, the Iranian people were pissed off. Yep, they were like, "No, that's it. We we need change." I mean, I don't know how long that lasted. And then, then one of our diplomats got arrested for trying to apparently arrange the whole thing of the the protest. Did you hear about that? Oh, there was arranged their own protest. There were people being forced out of the streets going, what are we protesting for? Okay, right, uh, we had America. Blah, blah, blah. No, but the, the, the Iranians arrested, and they released him, eventually, the dipl- UK yeah. diplomat, uh, saying that he was behind this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him being arrested. I didn't know they were, I'm glad they released him. But there was no condemning anything from Jeremy Corbyn. Oh. But he's the quickest person to condemn if anyone does anything to Iran and the the Middle Eastern... It's kind not... Of Chiang, it's, it is Michel, very... Like, kind of countries. He just... You know, it, it's, it's also I'm, actually, I'm, I'm kind of more neutral on this one but I just think he he's just scores so many own goals yeah, in terms of yeah. like, he, he's just gifting the media story after story after story after story but hopefully the Corbyn era is coming to a close and then we can hopefully get to a more reasonable leader whoever that may be whoever that may be um, so should there be a second Scottish referendum what's your thoughts on it before I give mine <laughs> my thought, well, I'll take a more kind of a I was going to say highbrow view, but that, that sounds like a criticism. I didn't mean it. Well. I mean, <laughs> I mean the I mean, common street. I mean, like a, a meta meta view. I don't like referendums in general. So, yes. I, you know, which I have talked about, I think, on, on this thing before. And I don't. You have I, stated that clearly. You definitely disagree that people and should I, be. But, but I think there's an issue here. I, I don't like referendums. I don't think they're good. I think they're divisive. And I think that the way, the best way to do to change through our system is that a political party says this is what we intend to do and then people vote for it in a general election and then they can take that particular thing through parliament mm. and and so on so I, I would have preferred brexit to have been done through a, a major party saying we believe in brexit people blah blah blah, blah. You, get, you get you see where i'm going with it um however it doesn't necessarily work for scottish independence because effectively the smp have stood in scotland and won yep um and then so, they'll, they'll never be in- they will never be... It's like, I'm not going to go and vote SNP, because why would I? It doesn't affect me. Well, because they're not even standing in where, no. where you live. Yeah, so no, even weren't. if you wanted... <laughs> even if you wanted to... Excuse me, dear sir, I can't seem to find SNP on the ballot paper. Um, even if you wanted to, you couldn't. So, in effect, is there... 
is not really an alternative to a referendum for that particular decision. So, so my normal rules on I don't like referendums are I find I find them hard to apply here. On the back of that, there are other reasons kind of against it as well. But but the, my the problem is is that effectively, if I was in Scotland and I believe in independence and I was told and I I I, I voted for a party like the SNP and you look at the Scot the, you look at the the electoral makeup of Scotland now and it, it's something like all of the seats apart from like three or four are all SNP now and it's it's kind of like so what. What would we have to do to tell you as a people that we want independence? Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's, a, there's a message there. I'm aware there are other arguments that I hope you, that I hope you bring up, but just to have kind of introduce that as, a, as an opening gambit, it's representative democracy doesn't really work for this issue. I think that we, we have heard the question. So to, to bring this a long-winded, Boris, going back to Boris now, he he's, I think, this week played a bit of a blinder, especially today, actually. So we're on Tuesday. Did he knock over another small child while playing rugby? No, but that's my, one of my favourite clips. <laughs> yeah, Boris. I, I do love that. The other one was he scores the um, the behind-the-back shot, the basketball shot. And goes oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's great. He just, I think it's uh, just, just yeah, the Olympics. Olympics, Olympics yeah, yeah. And he does that. Uh, he turns around. He's about three-point area. He's quite far yeah. as well. Yeah. Three-point, turns around, behind-the-back, bang, looks... To his surprise as well, as everyone else's goes in and he goes, Wow, Boris, what a... <laughs> bung a bong for Big Bang Bong. Anyway, um, he today he's played blindness. And not only did he, as you mentioned earlier, the Trump thing, yeah. where he said he wants to be the peace broker between Iran and um, the, uh, the, the America. Yeah. And he said, more or less, if, if, if Trump doesn't like Obama's old deal, then let's do a deal because apparently he's really good at... There's a little dig in there as well. You should listen to the interview. It was like, okay. you know, no one says it more than him that how good he is at deals. So let him do a deal and then we can get that deal done. And it was great. It was like, go on, Trump. You did it then. You did. You did. And you know with Trump, you probably go, oh, well. I, I love a deal. <laughs> I do like deals. I've said that. I do like deals. <laughs> so, and the other thing he's done today is the that best deal ever. <laughs> have, you, have you read that book? The, like, oh, I have not read his book. I know you've read his book. Oh, it was funny. It was so, so good. Because <laughs> I, I like Trump the entertainer. Right. Not the politician. Not the politician, yeah, but yeah. that book was brilliant. Okay. I, I'm actually considering listening to it again. Okay. I, wow. I, I, wow. I didn't read it. I listened to it on, uh, on Audible. But oh, it was just so I just does loved he, does all he the it, way to Does he read it himself? No. Oh, that's a shame. He, he does a bit at the beginning, and he does the, the bit at the end. Gainer. But the person reading shame. it is doing the best on Trump. The best oh, okay. he can, so. Anyway, going back. So the other thing, going back to the topic, is that he publicly released a letter to the SNP and Nicola Sturgeon that he's turning down their request for the powers to hold yeah. another referendum. Yeah. And I, for one, completely agree with it. Coming back to the Brexit argument, you've had a referendum. It was once in a generation. Leave it for a bit. I know you've just got a big majority of the general mm. election, but it was agreed at the time this would be a once in a generation. So then let it be once in a generation. You've had a referendum. The argument is over for now. But was that... The, the once in a generation comment is a is a famous one and it's used a lot. But was that comment not propaganda? You know, because they were they were all you know you're Alex you're Alex Salmond you're coming up to this referendum. Talk, don't, don't, don't say that. okay. Sorry. Not with the okay, Okay, you're some guy. <laughs> Last week you accused me of being a Nazi, and now you're accusing me of being. Oh. Sorry. Anyway, go on. Okay, but you, you, you're coming up to the referendum. You probably believe it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and someone says to you, you know, a journalist asked you a question about, you know, oh, is this, you know, are we, can we have this again? What if we say no, blah, 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 blah. And you need to drive, you need to get people to get that sense of urgency. And so you say, this is a once in a generation opportunity. And yeah, yes, he said it. He's on record for, for yeah. absolutely saying it. But 
that's a proper it's a it's a propaganda gonna, phrase more than be beaten with that stick. But it's you, not. You but it's not. His mouth. But it's not a constitutional commitment. Like, there's nothing. Was, in, there's nothing in English law that says you can only hold a referendum once a generation. No, but then what, what's the point of democracy if you're saying look, we're going to have a vote and it is despite what you say? I know they're not like like Brexit wasn't yeah. legally binding. Yeah. It was just an uh, advisory, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it wasn't written into to regulations and legislations and stuff. So, but they they had it. They had that. The, they said the statement. They they promised it was going to be that. Everyone agreed. And you know, I'm again uh, listening to the David Cameron uh, or mm. and he's let them have their way on nearly everything as well. So it, they lost. This, yes, they did. And, and who, yes, they did. Who, who was his deputy when this happened as well? Nick Sturgeon. It's not like she might oh, it's got nothing to do with me. Okay, but you're, you're bringing up democracy as a thing, yeah? So we have general elections every five years. Yep. Because the assumption is is that every, it's what we're, as a combination, we've decided that five years is the acceptable time for people to change their minds and ask for a new government and yep. so on. So we have this thing that we do keep going back to the people, not every week, not every year, but we do have a thing where you go back. You, you don't, you don't kind of say, well, you don't kind of say, well, you know, you voted for Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s, once in a generation, you know, you, you might get a chance in, you know, in 2020 or something like that. But, you know, you don't, but we, we, we have, but what my point is, is that all of the other democracy we have in this country, whether it's mayors, whether it's general elections, whether it's developed, Parliament, whether it's local councils, blah blah blah, none of them have a a, a thirty year time limit on it, which is the implication from a from, mm. a, from a generational thing. And the Scottish referendum now was two thousand and fourteen, I believe. So we're now six years on from that. Six years on, democratically, the view could well have changed in Scotland. But why? And and do, do they not? I'm, 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 I know, cards I, on the table. I, yeah. I'm not in favour of another Scottish referendum. Yeah. But from a democratic viewpoint, I think the arguments are weak. If if general elections were right, this every general election is the once in a generation. But it was agreed. They went on telly. They went around like all the different towns of Scotland. They had all their time on the telly saying this. This is the once in a generation decision. But then you're holding you're holding Nicola Sturgeon and whoever said that decision, Alex Allen, whoever it was. The SNP. Okay, sure. Okay, but it was individuals within the SNP. Okay, forget the SNP for a minute. Okay, so imagine the SNP closed down tomorrow. Imagine they had a UKIP Brexit party situation yep. where, where the SNP, for whatever reason, completely dies out and they're replaced by something like the National Party of Scotland or something like that. You know, the, yep. the NSP. This is very suspicious. <laughs> you know, something like that. So it's a different set of people that haven't said those words. The democratic arguments that- for a, a referendum are strong. But it still doesn't get get away from the argument that a referendum was had. Yes, it was, and, and the agree also for the last six the years, people who voted all knew it was once in a generation. And what was the voting age? It was it was lowered, wasn't it? 16. So it was lowered as well. Everything was there, and it's still lost. Yes. So for the last six years, Scotland has been part of the United Kingdom. So the result of the referendum has been that's followed. not a generation though. No. No, but but, but your, my point being that that you're, you're saying that democracy has not been, you know, that this this is this has not been kind of carried out in a way, and I'm saying you know because because Scotland has remained in the United Kingdom. Six years isn't a long time. If if you're taking the word generation, I was I was wasn't close to forty six years. <laughs> okay, but still, if if you take the word generation, six. I mean, if it was twelve, fifteen years, then I probably would be siding on this this argument. Well, with, so what is a generation? Well, I'd probably agree that it's about 30, 25, 30 years. It's like having a kid, isn't yeah, it? It's having yeah, a kid it's like a, someone coming to age. So, like, you look at about... So, maybe, so that'd, be 18, that'd be 18 now. 18, yeah, okay. But we're still six. <laughs> so, but it's not long enough. 
you, you had the question. It's like the, the one, the un, one argument you haven't brought up is Brexit, and that is what makes me go, oh, okay, because oh, that is a big, big change. That okay, it was on the. Well, horizon. I didn't bring up Brexit because I wanted to start with something else because okay. I, I, I think because I do think Brexit is a big issue. But, I, but my point is actually even before you get to the argument of Brexit and the SNP, I think that there that democratically there are good arguments to allow a referendum. You know, if you've got, I mean, I mean, for argument's sake, imagine, imagine if somehow the roles were reversed and UKIP won or Brexit Party, whoever. Yep. We're still in the EU, and the Brexit Party wins the whole of England. But mathematically, because England, because Scotland and Ireland and Wales want to stay in the EU, they they haven't got enough to trigger a referendum. Like people would be going nuts. Yeah, they would be arguing it. But the rules of referendum are the rules of referendum. You just say right, okay, how many people vote for? How many people vote against? And and we've had this discussion about the Brexit vote before. What if it was the flip? Yeah, like fifty fifty two forty eight. Okay, so so what if? Yeah, I, I agree with the reference, yeah. but sorry, I mean to cut off. But okay, supposing someone tomorrow sets up the Remain Party or the Rejoin Party or whatever, whatever yeah. it would be called, a, a Rejectiteer or something stupid. That doesn't that word doesn't work. You know what I mean? And supposing they win huge amounts of seats across England. Yep. At the next general election, and I, I mean huge amounts. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the SNP done has got a huge amounts. I mean, I mean, would that not then be a, be a, a a a democratic mandate, not to rejoin, but to hold another referendum down the line? Yeah. Like, so wait, has has actually recent history happened in this? Scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've so we've had the right. Brexit, we've had the Brexit okay, referendum, so we we've left allowed. the thing, and, and I'm kind of saying, well, so so now it looks like through representative democracy, people are electing representatives that want. Okay, so to rejoin, yeah. If and this kind of is going to shoot me in the foot with the Scottish argument, I know, but I believe in it, so I'll try and round that square. <laughs> and square the round, round the square, round, round the, the square, square. <laughs> file the edges down, down. It's. It depends if you're taking into account the five or six victories the Brexit side of the argument has had over the, the, the issue of Brexit. So again, I always remember all these lines. We had David Cameron's election win saying that we're going to have a referendum. Yeah. So that's the agreement of having a referendum. Yeah. So everyone agreed with that. Then you had the European elections before yeah. Brexit. Then you had Brexit yeah. win. Yeah. So that's now two and to hold the referendum. And then the next yeah. European elections... Next European election, another Conservative, victory. and then you had the Theresa May and Labour at the time was support the yeah. the, the result. Support. You've had all those results saying Brexit, 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 and all the excuses from the Remainers saying, "No, oh, no, but if you add this to that and subtract this, and I was only wearing one shoe that day, so therefore <laughs> take away all that nonsense." Then th- that latest one doesn't happen. Now, if it happens once or twice, or we're talking about ten years time. Then yeah, have another. I'm not saying not to have another referendum, and I'm not saying with the Scottish thing. I'm saying it's too soon. It was a generation. Let's not take even take that literally. Let's just give it 15, 18 years and have another Scottish referendum. It just feels like an arbitrary time limit that's not based on democracy, but based on oh yeah, but it's been. But you're gonna have you're gonna be back and going back and forth all the time. Sure, there's the so nev- what, there's the yeah. never end there's the never end argument, yeah, exactly. which says exactly. you know you, you have to because referendums would mean. I mean, you don't like them anyway, but they would mean absolute nonsense if a they just come out and went. No, actually, this isn't a one in a generation. This we'll probably have one in another couple of years. So if you can't be bothered to come out, don't worry about it. We'll get you next time. Or they started going. Even though we said once in a generation, we're going to have it five years later, six years later. Then but, it, but we people do, are going to start believing that it means. But we nothing. do with every other election with the agreement that this is only for five years. If the general election tomorrow, let's say there was a general election tomorrow, and Boris Johnson said, tying him with eyes, he's going to grab all power, went, well, the next general election is going to be held tomorrow. <laughs> it's for 30 years. Okay, well, well, 
firstly, I mean, for you guys listening, like, who started this debate are you on? Because this is, you know, I think we both have valid points here. We do. Okay, but what if, and you can see where I'm going with this one, circumstances had changed significantly from one vote to the uh, next? This is where I find myself in morally murky waters, and I'm not quite sure what I think, because you're obviously saying that Brexit, Brexit. has happened. So, yes, and Scotland voted. It was a big majority. Big, I think it was over 60% wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah. so that makes me think, okay, <laughs> yes, I see your point. Circumstances have changed drastically. But even then, I would say, and maybe Boris is, is doing this behind the, 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 the scenes, he is going to give them a referendum, but just give us a chance. Brexit, you know, unleash the power, as yeah. he keeps saying, of, of England. So let's, let's say Brexit happens, and all of the Brexit of is... England. Of, oh, oh dear, of, of England. Britain. Of England, there you go. I'm sitting in England. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's say it's a roaring success. And then he goes, okay, let's have your referendum. She's not going to be as confident then, is she? Don't get me wrong. If it's anarchy on the streets, it's like a scene of purge, yeah. and everyone gets to kill someone once a year, and we all got strange masks on because it's like apocalypse now. It's not apocalypse now. I'm thinking of Max Mabak. Anyway, if it's like that, then no doubt, then everyone's going to go. We can get out of this hellhole. Please let us have a referendum. And even in that scenario, I'd say, okay, you didn't want to go, <laughs> but we dragged you with you with, with us. We can have a referendum. I think it's a different. Well, not now. We don't know what's going to happen. But is that is the uncertainty a, a valid reason? If you've got, okay. I, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, a, I, a, my heart is with your argument that it's too soon. But I don't want Scotland to become independent, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of clutching at straws. But I, I think that the the head arguments are, are stronger on the. They probably should be allowed to have oh, a referendum. They should, they just not now. That, yeah, that, but, then, but then, but why? When is but, it? Everything I've just said is Yeah, crazy. yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, but do you want to hear the kick of this? This is the thing. You know how like, I'm a little bit sick sometimes? I, it would be funny to see what happened, though. Not funny, interesting. If they did leave, all the all the stuff that would go down, that would be really interesting. It would be a big player. experiment. And, yeah. and I'm, this is really going to wind someone up, especially if I've got any Scottish listeners. And again, cards on the table, half Scottish. I, don't, I, I think it would be a disaster for them. Like, how could they afford it? I mean, are they, they going to be in the European Union? I don't think so. They can't. Surely they couldn't afford everything. Well, if you're a fan of seeing what happens when people follow a dumb referendum result, then just wait till the 31st of January. <laughs> Yay! It's, I'm, I'm, I'm donating for you. <laughs> to, to the bomb. That's your 20, 2020 Christmas present. I'm going to make the donation in your name. In my name. Dear Boris, please could you say thank you to Simon Thank you, Simon Of Waterford. For the Big Bay Bomb. Of, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> Right, where were we up to? What's going on? The first one. The first one. Why the Harry and Meghan thing actually matters. Okay, you so, wanted so, to talk about this. This is my turn. Because I don't think it does. So it's so my turn for a rant. Me. Okay. It's, my, it's, rant my, on, my, it's my turn for a rant. Okay. So here's the thing. Our country has a queen, has a, a head of state, which is the queen or the king, blah, blah, blah. And they're born into it, yada, 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 yada. And that's one of the reasons why we don't have a president. It's why we have a prime minister. Mm -hmm. And our head of state is the queen, and she's the one that does, she's the one that signs off all the bills. She's the one that, uh, you know, goes abroad and like, hey, I'm the queen, blah, 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 blah. And so, although she has no power in our political system, she is our, she is a, 
uh, a constitutional part of it. It's kind of mm. it's often kind of described as a constitutional monarchy, meaning she doesn't really do a lot, but she is actually still part of it. Um, but the big thing about I really repeat that point, you know, that she is the reason why we don't have a presidential system where we directly elect a leader. Because if you think about it, every country that doesn't have a king or a queen, they have an executive which is directly elected and a legislature which is directly elected. Now here's the thing: Harry and Meghan have a part of this line of succession of the, of the monarchy. They're not directly in it, sure, they're off to the side, but they have effectively turned around and said, we don't want to be part of this anymore. We, we're abdicating <laughs> our, um, you know, our, uh, our kind of, I don't know, responsibility, duties, decisions, whatever it is, and, and I'd probably support them in doing so. As human beings, if, the, you know, liberalism should say, uh, suggest that you should be entitled to live yeah. the lives that you want to live. But that's not the point I'm making. My point is this, is if they go just by choice and say, I, I don't want to be part of this royal family anymore, and, and they go. I'm out of here. What would happen if that then sets new precedents, precedent that royals can just say, no, uh, you know, I, I want out? And what? If, let's take it to the extreme. What if William and Kate said the same thing? What if Charles said the same thing? What if that little kid, you know, George or whatever, just turns around at some point and says, um, I, you know, the media's been hounding me. I, I hate this. You know, I don't want to be part of the royal family anymore. Um, you know, it, it would cause all sorts of kind, of kind of controversy. But why I think it, it potentially matters is because it, it actually could cause a constitutional issue in that we then don't have a head of state or potential. And I'm sure they would they would find a way around it before they got there. But you see, the point I'm making is that that if royals can just stop being royal, mm-hmm. then you you open up a question of then how do we get a head of state? And you might be opening the door to a presidential system. There you go. Boom. That's why it matters. Cool. I have some questions. I've okay. got my, my hand up, sir, please. <laughs> uh, I'm holding my hand up now. Okay. And, I, um, and I agree I'm going with a whole load of ifs and buts and maybes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm playing the, 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 kind of the long game on this. Right, I'm going to try and poke, poke holes okay. in your thing. So number one, and I'm just leaning on your knowledge here, is there anything legally or traditionally honoured that says they can't do that? Or even George. So I think so. Prince is the next... Uh, Prince it's Charles, Charles and William, is the next, and then George. William, and yeah. that's it. So let's say, yeah, let's say Charles. I mean, there wouldn't be probably that much yeah. of a big issue because it'd just skip and go to the younger generation. But let's say you went. No, is there anything to force him legally? Um, well, no, because because the Queen's was it uncle abdicated. You know the whole Mrs yeah. Simpson kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, so abdication is a thing. There's there's nothing to to to, to stop them doing. So so it can happen. Uh, and it and it did happen, and then it would get it would get probably get passed down to another family member. So I guess the yeah. So I guess the answer to my question would be if if George said no, then it would pass to is it Charlotte or whatever. The, the so Harry Harry's the sixth in line, isn't he? I think I read he, that the other day. Something like that, and it depends how you know. Yeah, uh, then his his son is seventh. That way yeah, works? but yeah, you have to go through all of William's kids first. There's lots of protection before he gets to Prince Andrew. That's my thing. So um, <laughs> I so yeah, that that's my second point. I mean, he would just skip. If he said, no, I don't want to be king one day, yeah. and if, I mean, it would have to be some horrible disaster that happened and I don't yeah, want yeah. any of that stuff to happen. But if there was, then it would just go to the next person in line. I mean, it probably would tarnish the tradition and everything that surrounds the role. Well, it kind so of... It, it kind of... potato, I don't want that at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would. And yes, you're right that probably it would just get passed to kind of someone else. But but would it, would it then not start to kind of trigger some sort of... Kind of almost like a public mood change, you know. Like- yeah, I think the public are probably. Ha- ha- if you had to guess the support for the royal family, and I haven't got any figures in my head, I don't know anything. I'm just going on what on the street, right on the street. I'd say it's probably the Queen is lots of support. 
I think, Everyone I think seems the queen as an individual is very, yeah. is very I'm popular. Warm to the queen. I think she's I done. mean, I'm, I'm probably used to be a little bit anti-royal. Yeah. I don't like the idea of someone just being born into that and not earning it. Hmm. But I've definitely warmed to the queen. The more stories about her being how just awesome she is to everyone and polite and lovely and hardworking. Well, I think, the, fact, I think the, the decision she's made to kind of remain apolitical, I think, very much yeah. helps because she, she stays away from controversy as much yeah. as possible. So I, I've warmed to her. Um, obviously, Philip is hilarious. <laughs> Are you wearing your pajamas? And he's very good driver. Um, very good driver. But, but the others, especially the new younger ones, I kind of take the 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 feel is a bit turning against them now. So to be able to skip, I think I agree with you. I think if they started playing silly buggers, yeah, I think people, the succession. I think the the population would be like, how ungrateful are you? You got all this and you're just throwing it all away. And and also, there's something the Queen has somehow managed to kind of maintain a mystique around herself, probably by not doing interviews and yeah. and, and things like that. And there there's a kind of a there's a royalness to her. Mm. And obviously I I can probably, you know, sense if Jeremy Corbyn's listening to this and I know he's a regular uh you know listener, he'll probably go, Well now she's just a person. I, I'm completely aware she's just a he's person. Probably stop listening at the Iran. Probably, yeah. But I'm I'm completely aware she is just a person. But she has she does manage to create this mm. thing that Charles doesn't have William no. William perhaps has it to an extent at the moment, but it might because he's young. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I just think it. It. I, I really. Yeah, I'm. I'm overblowing my own argument, and I realise it probably won't happen. But I just think there is an interesting question about um, what would happen if the royal family went but under any circumstances. You know, would that lead to? Would that force a change to our head of state? Do you think there's a change on the horizon with the political vibe, or do you think it's a storm in the teacup? Ooh. Um, no, I think because of Harry being. Not directly in the line line of succession. Mm. I think this is a almost in a way kind of a fun story. You know, everyone's like, "Ooh, ah, what's going to happen? Who's going to play? What's going on with Canada? Blame Canada. Who's going to play?" But (laughs) but, but at the end of the day, none of this really matters. It's a sideshow that's quite fun to kind of debate. If it was William, for argument's sake, I think that would be a very different question. Do you just turn into an interview? I'm now interviewing Simon on uh, royal. Well, 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 let me ask you a direct question okay. on, on it. Like, okay, ignore how we get there. Yep. If the royal family stopped, would we have to change to a presidential system? Like, do do you think there always has to be a a, a, a directly elected? Uh, does there always have to be a head of state? Well, the way this, the way this. Sorry, I'm covering my mouth on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, the way the rules are at the moment, well, yes. Unless you made a brand new set of rules, then yeah, you kind of would have to, wouldn't you? Because the whole point is that it's the Queen's government mm. and the Queen's opposition. Yeah. You go to the Queen yeah. and you say, "Can I form this government?" And she asks you to be the Prime Minister, the leader, etc., right. etc. Et so and without that, you would have to have, to have a. The American-like system, where like the leaders are directly elected, because because when when a, when a president becomes a president, you know you have that sworn-in prep, sworn-in, yep. and, and they're called Mr. President, yep. and, and they're Mr. President for the rest of their they're lives. Always a president, yeah. And, and so there is a there's almost like a royal mystique mm, to them, exactly. It's but which prime ministers don't keep. They, you know, no, no, they don't. They just they just called normal David Cameron and yeah. book on <laughs> currently in the moment. So I think there's nothing stopping anyone say, making a whole new set of rules in this hypothetical mm. situation you're mm. making. Um, a question for you then, because okay. obviously this is directly related to the subject. The negativity that Meghan is getting, do you blame 
on your limited knowledge of the inner workings of their relationship and what's happened, do you, do you think is anything to do with her? Do you I, her in any way I saw a thing on Facebook, and obviously I know Facebook is a terrible place to get your information, but I saw uh, one of those like Daily Mail like comparison things where the comment, the negative comments that have been thrown at Megan versus the positive comments that have been thrown to Kate on basically the same issue. Mm-hmm. So there was one where like Kate, Kate was holding a baby bump yeah, yeah, and, and they were like, oh, it's so cute. And there's one Megan's holding it and they were like, what's wrong with you? There was one where Kate has an avocado and they're like, oh, she has a healthy thing. And, when, and then Megan has one and they're like, oh my God, she's bringing avocados across from the broad and it's going to kill, them, kill the environment. Or something yeah. and, then, and there was a whole bunch of them. And I realized whoever made that article is, is being biased and putting it together. But um, I think that Megan has yeah from from my, from my limited knowledge it would appear that Megan has been treated pretty badly by the media and I don't I'm not surprised that a young couple like themselves went why are we even doing this hmm? I I don't know anyone who has actually gone I I do think this whole situation is blown up by Twitter and the media yeah. the negativity getting those kind of stories and pushing them out there holding endless interviews and asking everyone their opinion about it I've spoken to no one in real life <laughs> that goes, you know what, I really care about this. No one really cares that much. No. And no, I've not met anyone yet that actually blames her for just, if it's too much, fine. Okay, she didn't know what she was getting yeah. into. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. She's done, well, I don't know she's done anything wrong. And also, when you look at the right, li- when, they do what they want when you look at the lives of William and Harry as well, like you know, losing their mum early, blah blah blah. And, and royals are born into that life. It's not like a it's not like a movie celebrity no. where you've chosen that kind of path. I mean, also, I mean, and look at look at child celebrities when they become movie stars. You know, so many of them go crazy and get you know, to go drugs and alcohol, yeah. rock and roll, blah, blah blah blah. I mean, you think it's indifferent to the royal family? Like no. like they must they must they must be some serious kind of pressures on them. Yes, I know they're given millions of pounds. They're rich beyond our wildest well, dreams. That, they're given the opportunities yeah. that we would that everyone else would die for. But people, celebrities do often talk about how difficult it is not being able to have a normal life. So whilst I would love loads of money. Um, I don't think their lives are necessarily easy. I mean, I, I think I'd take that gamble if someone said, do you want to be, <laughs> do you want all these millions? I'm that? not sure I would. Oh, no, I think I would. I think I, would. I, think, I think I definitely would. Successful businessman I might take. Successful actor I take. But royal family, I don't know. Uh, uh, a couple of visits, pretending to be on the front line of war. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Would you, would you, dear viewer, pretend to be uh, a member of the royal family? No, pretend to be a royal family. That would be scandalous. <laughs> Anyway, we've been going 45 minutes, so we should probably stop. Oh. Longest episode ever. Longest episode Ooh. ever, because we had so much to say on this week of nuns, non-story. No, yeah, boy, this is good. This is a good test. Right. Thanks for listening. We, did we do the man on the street thing? No. I'm Andrew, the man on the street. I'm, I was Simon, the man on the classroom, and together we were. Bothering <laughs> politics.